You've heard of the counterculture movement of the 60s and 70s. You've heard their names, Timothy Leary, Angela Davis, Jerry Rubin, Abby Hoffman, and many more. But you probably aren't aware of a smaller counterculture movement that occurred in the 70s and 80s, a movement that also rejected the hypocrisy of American society. But instead of chanting, let's get together and love each other, we screamed, leave us alone. We've been called late boomers or early Xers by others. Yuck. Back in the day, we called ourselves heads. That's right, heads. That's who we were, and that's who we are. And these are our stories. Welcome to Heads. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I wanted to do something a little special um, for Black History Month. And I was trying to think of how can I merge that with our focus on the 70s and 60s. And what I decided to do is I collected up some poems from black poets uh, from the late 60s and the 1970s. And I'll play some of their stuff. I'm not sure how many of you are into poetry, but if you are, it'll be a real treat. You know, I don't know if you're into poetry or not. And certainly, even if you are, uh, poetry this old tends to be a bit passe. But it's really good, especially for those of you who were not growing up in the 60s and 70s. Um, You know, art reflects life. And this is the world that surrounded us as kids. This kind of thought, this kind of opening up of the realization of the civil rights movement, the realization of the Vietnam War protests. And um, it's just kind of like a little way to peek back in time. So I would urge you to listen, but feel. Feel this more than anything. And you'll have a really good idea of what it was like to be a kid during this time. All right, let's start off with a couple from Nikki Giovanni. She's a poet. She's been renowned for decades she is a recipient, seven-time recipient of the NAACP Image Award, and she is currently, I guess since about 1987, holds the title of Distinguished Professor at Virginia Tech. This first poem is called Dreams. In my younger years, before I learned black people aren't supposed to dream, I wanted to be a raylet and say, drown in my own tears, or talking about you, talking about you, or be Marjorie Hendricks and grind all up against the mic and scream, baby, night and day. Then as I grew and matured, I became more sensible and decided I would settle down and just become a sweet inspiration. Short and sweet. Uh, Very, very sweet. Uh, Next one up. Uh, By the way, I'm not going to do any commentary on this because as a middle-aged white guy, um, I just don't think that's uh, appropriate. Uh, I just want to share. You can do your own interpretations and um, I'll just be the conduit of some really, really great art. Uh, This next one is called Beautiful Black Men. I want to say, just got to say something about those beautiful, beautiful, beautiful black men with out-of-sight afros. Walking down the street is the same old danger, but a brand new pleasure. 
sitting on stoops in bars, going to offices, running numbers, watching for their whores, preaching in churches, driving their hogs, walking their dogs, winking at me in their fire-red, lime-green, burnt-orange, royal-blue, tight-tight pants that hug what I like to hug. Jerry Butler, Wilson Pickett, the impressions, temptations, mighty-mighty sly. Don't have to do anything but walk on stage, and I scream and stamp and shout. See new breed men in breedalls, dashiki suits with shirts that match the lining, that complement the ties, that smile at the sandals where dirty toes peek up at me, and I scream and stamp and shout for more, more beautiful, beautiful, beautiful black men with out-of-sight afros. You may guess that that one was from around 1969-1970. Next up, we have Quincy Troop, The Day Duke Raised. It's from 1974. The Day Duke Raised, May 24th, 1974, for Edward Duke Ellington. That day began with a shower of darkness calling lightning rains home to stone language of thunderclaps, shattering the high blue elegance of space and time. A broken down riderless horse with frayed wings rode a sheer bone sunbeam road down into the clouds. Spoke wheels of lightning spun around the hours high up above those clouds. Duke wheeled his chariot of piano keys. His spirit now levitated from flesh and hovering over the music of Most High spoke to the silence of a griot shaman man who knew the wisdom of God. At high noon, the sun cracked through the darkness like a rifle shot, grew a beard of clouds on his livid, bald face, hung down noon sky high, pivotal time of the flood-deep hours, as Duke was pivotal, being a five in the nine numbers of numerology, as his music was the crossroads, the cosmic mirror of rhythmic gree-gree. So get on up and fly away, Duke, bebop, slant, and fade on in, strut. Dance, swing, riff, float, and stroke those tickling gree-gree keys. Those satin ladies taking the A train up to Harlem. Those gree-gree keys of Birmingham break down. Sophisticated ladies mood in to go. Get on up and strut across gree-gree. Raise on up, your band's waiting. Thunderclapping music, somersaulting clouds racing across the blue deep wisdom of God. Listen, it is time for your intro, Duke, into that other place where the all-time great band is waiting for your intro, Duke. It is time for the sacred concert, Duke. It is time to make the music of God, Duke. We are listening for your intro, Duke. Let the sacred music begin. Quincy Troop was born in St. Louis, Missouri in 1939. He's written many books of poetry, performance poetry. Um, he wrote the um, autobiography of Miles Davis. Um, he wrote uh, about a book about the legacy of James Baldwin. And it just goes on and on. He's the recipient of many, many awards. Just a really very active, very creative uh, human being. Um currently lives in La Jolla, California, which if you've ever been to La Jolla, California, you know that Quincy made a little money in his day. All right, this one is by the Watts Prophets. It is a very moving, very powerful work. Um, It's my favorite of the whole bunch here, if that means anything. Here we go, the Watts Prophets. Pain, pain, pain. A little for some and a whole lot for others. Complete crushing for those who never understand in this society. Pain is a part of man. Pain. Pain. Endure you must or be crushed. Pain. 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 Like fire. 
sane. Do not mix my mind and leave me blind. The pain of a disease that has no cure. The pain of a love affair that got nowhere. Pain. The pain of a system where oppression you must bear. Pain. The pain of a war that has no end. Pain. Cruel people that inflict pain. 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 For monetary gain. The pain that a man has to endure when two junior flip hot rod loving pig policemen. Pain. Put him in the position where he must choose against humiliation as a man or death. Pain. The pain. 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 Like busting babies' heads against cement walls. Pain. Pain. Of people going to the moon while little brothers and whites hustle hard all night trying to eat. Hand me down hats. Hand me down shoes. Everything used. And then you sick peckerwoods want to know why we don't follow rules. Pain. There are two little brothers that I know who would someday like to go to a show. Yeah, just a plain old 50 cent show. How much did you say that last moonshot cost? Leave your head, cause you ought to be dead. All I'm going to say is uh, I'll leave that one to percolate. All right, here's another one from the Watts Prophets. It's called The Days, The Hours. The Days, The Hours. The Days, The Hours, the moment when the mind's anguish knew no solace, except you knew she was there, or you hoped she was there, and you hoped she still loved you if she ever did. Looking back now on what is taking place in the last few days, I wonder if I'm happy, being that I have never been happy before. I don't know. And Donna is my woman. Can you imagine I have a woman who says she loves me? I mean, she might mean it. And although I'm known as a love poet, I know nothing of it. I've only recorded the dull affairs with half-dead women and not alive girls who give everything except what a man wants or more so what he needs, which is. That I don't know either, only knowing that these are excerpts from a mind that wanders, wanders, yet doesn't know. But I know you, Donna, I know the soft flow of you, I know your smile, and yes, I think I am happy. But there's a misery there, there's an aimless hunger that gnaws at what used to be my brain. The glue I've been sniffing has eaten half my brain away, I think. The music of Lou Rawls, the non-effect of the cocaine sniffed this morning, the stuttering of thoughts that seem to capture nothing, life, the whirlpool of nothing. And why do I think like this? The forming of these words to say of me, making an essay, play, or what of me. Questions hoping to lead me to answers. Answers hoping to lead me to what? Cry. Crying for meaning past my stomach's want. Perhaps politics are the forgings of me, white people, art, poetry. So, you and me, the days, the hours. You know, I'm an unlikely uh, person to enjoy this type of art, but I, I do immensely. And, um, you know, again, I'm a white kid from a lower middle class suburban family. 
but um, so I, I don't relate to it like a person of color. I never would even dream of thinking that. But I do relate on the level of humanity. Pain is pain. And although I cannot put myself in the shoes of the people who created this art, um, I can recognize pain. I can recognize love. I can recognize hope and despair. That's as far as I go, but I'm happy to go that far. All right, I'm going to do two more to wrap it up. I saved the best for last. These two are by Maya Angelou. If you are aware of Maya Angelou, you know that these are going to be a real treat. If not, um, I implore you to find out about her, about her writings, her many books, her many poems, her activism. Maya Angelou's life reads like a history of the 20th century. She was just an amazing person, um, artistically and in all other ways. This is Maya Angelou talking about and reciting her poem, The Mask. So, I wrote a poem for a woman who uh, who got on the bus in New York City, and she she used to just laugh. <laughs> bus stopped, she'd laugh. If it picked up somebody, she'd laugh. If it missed them, I looked at her and I thought, that woman is not laughing. She's simply extending her lips and making a sound. That's that survival apparatus. Laugh when you aren't to itch when you don't itch. Mm. So she could keep my people alive. Mm. <laughs> so I wrote a poem for her. I used it with Paul Lawrence Dunbar's poem, Mask, and my own poem for old black men. This is it. When I think about myself, I almost laugh myself to death. My life has been one great big joke. A dance that's walked, a song that spoke. I laugh so hard, I nearly choke when I think about myself. See, 70 years in these folks' world, the child I works for calls me girl. And I say, yes, ma'am, for working's sake. I'm too proud to bend, too poor to break. I laugh so hard, my stomach ache when I think about myself. My folks can make me split my side. I laugh so hard I nearly died. The tales they tell sound just like lying. They grow the fruit, but eat them. I laugh so hard, I start to cry when I think about myself and the little children. But then we wear the mask that grins and lies. It shades our chits, our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile. With torn and bleeding hearts, we smile and mouth myriad subtleties. Why should the world be overwise in counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them only see while we wear the mask. We smile, but oh my God! Our tears to thee from tortured souls arise, and we sing. But oh, the clay is vile beneath our feet, and long the mile. But let the world think otherwise. We wear the mask. My fathers sit on benches. Their flesh count every plank. 
The slats leave dents of darkness deep in their withered flank, and they knock like broken candles, all waxed and burnt profound. They say, but sugar, it was our submission that made your world go round. They laughed to shield their crying. They shuffled their dreams. Say, step and fetch the country and wrote the blues in screams. I understand their meaning. It could and did derive from living on the ledge of death. They kept my race alive by wearing the mask. <laughs> wearing the mask? <laughs> wearing the... <laughs> if you like that, look it up on Google. There's... Um, a video of Maya Angelou doing that poem. Um, she's old. She's, uh, you know, an older woman when she's doing it. But if you think the audio is powerful, um, take a look at her performing it and the people around her. All right, I'm going to end it off with the last of our poems for Black History Month. Um, this is a poem that I am very familiar with. This is a poem that always reminded me of Margaret Rose, and I can't ever hear this without thinking about her, and not, not just thinking about her, but um, being flood, flooded rather by memories of her and uh, her wrath <laughs> and her goodwill and her love. Um, uh, for me and my love for her. This last one is Still I Rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room, just like suns and like moons, with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. As if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh, does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, 
Thanks again for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, we're going to close with a song, a very special song. And um, we'll see you again real soon. Bye. Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the forces that want to take us back to another place. We don't want to go back. We want to go forward. Thank you, Margaret.